Hi, my name's Jeff, and I'm trying to get a date. It turns out these days, that's not the easiest thing to do. It's not for lack of trying. I've downloaded all the apps, I read all the articles, and I tried my best to put myself out there. It's just that so far, it hasn't worked out great. But, I came up with an idea. If I'm no good at running my own dating apps, maybe somebody else will be. So here's the plan. Every episode, a new person gets the keys to my profiles. I tell them what I'm looking for, and they get to choose my pictures, they get to write my bio, they tell me who to swipe on and who to message and what opening lines to use when I do. Then, we find out if they're any better at it than I am. Maybe I'm lucky, and I learn something about myself and dating apps along the way. Maybe I'm really lucky and I find happily ever after. Or maybe I'm just headed straight for a swipe out. Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm Ben. And I'm Jeff's friend. And welcome to Swipe Out. Yeah, so we are, uh, this is being recorded basically right after episode one. Um, our plan originally was to kind of follow through a whole ambitious agenda of uh, the format of the show and what I've been looking for and how that's been going and then some reactions from my co-hosts. Uh, it turns out we had a lot to talk about just for the first couple of sections and uh, it took us a long time. Uh, so we're probably going to split it up. So, uh, our plan for this episode, at least for now, is to focus on what I've done so far for myself on dating apps, uh, what strategies I've used, and, uh, how that's been going, and then some potential feedback and reactions, uh, from my friends here. Yeah, and to, uh, play off of that and to do a new introduction that's not like an editor's note. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we're going to be going through Jeff's attempts uh, at dating apps and figuring out what he feels has worked for him, what has failed for him, and then both myself and my partner will be giving some feedback on what we would do differently, our thoughts on what he's tried so far, and we'll see where that goes. So, let's let. <laughs> so, what have I tried? What have you tried, and what have you felt about it? And my my initial attempts, like when I first started using dating apps, especially most recently, um, I would say they were very, very like by the numbers and very sincere. Right? I did. I made my dating apps initially like I was the star of like a late nineties rom com. Like I was, like I was placing, placing a, uh, a lonely hearts ad in a newspaper, basically, right? Like, hi, I'm this guy. Yeah, right. Like I'm this guy. I'm from this place. Here's what I do on weekends. You should hit me up if that sounds cool. Right? Like very, very simple and very sort of like, I guess naive. I want to say the word naive. Maybe that's a judgmental, but like sort of a naive imagination. It's like, yeah, the, the person who's out there will just, they'll get it from this, right? This is enough. They'll figure it out. They know what they're looking for. I know what I'm looking for. We'll just make it happen. The algorithm will serve me. Um, <laughs> that super did not turn out for the most part. Um, I have... Uh, been on in my life I think I have had probably two dozen total matches that turned into conversations on dating apps can we talk about 
apps real quick? Yeah, so I've used I've used Tinder, I've used Bumble, I've used Hinge, I've used OkCupid, I've used Facebook Dating. And I took a couple, I guess I have, like, is Match.com the one you have to pay for? I, you... I think I did. I think I used yeah. that one a little bit, but then I found out that, like, you had to pay for it forever, and I was like, there are so many other free options, this just, like, this isn't worth it, right? Mm-hmm. I have, for the record, also tried the premium version of at least some of those. I'm not sure I know which off the top of my head I've tried the premium version and not. In my experience... Paying to see who likes me has not made much of a difference, right? It hasn't really changed who I end up matching with, and... I'm, I'm more curious, in the uh, two dozen matches that you had, is there a clear majority from one or two of the apps over the others? So I would say, yes, uh, Tinder and Bumble are the places that I've had the most success, but I would also say they are really? probably the places that I've used the most. Okay. Um, they're the, like, they're the, I guess, the lowest common denominator for me. I think also, I don't know if the, I don't know that this is true, but I think it's true that you could do the most swiping for free on those apps. Yep. Um, and they, I also think they have the broadest user base. So we live in a place where there aren't a ton of people, uh, and depending on the settings on those apps, I have actually run out of people to swipe on. Uh, I don't know how much of that is, like, the reality of the situation versus how much the apps are just designed to only feed you, like, a certain number of people on any given time span, but uh, my experience, at least, is, like, those are the two places that I have been, there's just the most fish in the water, right? Um, Of those two dozen matches that have turned into anything less than, like, single single message conversations, uh, I have gone on, I think... One actual in-person date. How many... Well, so so there's... Just to sort of qualify things here. Sure. There's a match with no messages. Mm-hmm. Have you had any of those, or do you always send a message if... You I would say, like, maybe one in five is a match with a person where I... Either I reconsider, either mm-hmm. I go... Maybe I don't know what I was thinking that day, but I'm I'm not feeling it right now. Sorry, mm-hmm. and I just don't message them. Or for whatever reason, I'm like, also, I mean, Bumble's a great example of like, even when you match on Bumble, I'm a guy, you can't, I send can't it. send the first message on Bumble, right? I have to wait and see what happens. Yep. Um. Um. Probably like one in ten or fifteen also turns out to be a robot. Like, that's just sort of the, the reality of Wait, dating apps, I think, is yes. that uh, you run up against a spam bot, and you, like, you send a couple messages, and you start to, like, get a cert, like, the, they don't, the answers don't quite follow for what you're um, saying. I'm just gonna say, one one in 15 is a, a large ratio for 24 matches. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's not the most, I guess, I guess that skews the numbers a little bit, maybe I'm not totally, I might not be calculating fair, them. Fair enough. Um, but it is, it is certainly more than I would like, right? Yeah. It's like a, a non, and not insignificant portion of my matches on dating apps turn out to be spam bots. Like, hey, honey, come click on this shady link to see my, see my games. Like, how, I don't think I'm gonna. How, how many times have you been the person to terminate conversation? 
Um. Whoa, that's a hard question to answer. It's not never. I would say so. What we've narrowed it down to like four and five are left over from the from the statistics that I've done so far. I would say one of those four. I'm uh, the conversation is just not going anywhere, or like I don't know. Do you count it as me terminating the conversation when I if send a sentence, they send a one word answer. I send a sentence, they send a one word answer. I send a sentence, they send a one word answer, and I just decide not to send the fourth sentence. I do consider that you terminating it, but then that gets into the reasons why you would terminate yeah, it. Yeah, so that's that is me, and that's probably like another one in four, right? Okay. So now we're down to now we're down to three and five. Uh, I would say of those uh, of that what sixty percent that's left over, forty percent of the total is matches where I send a message and I never get a response. Mm -hmm. And then the remaining 20% is, like, conversation. Okay. Which, in our case, is, what, four, five? Uh, yeah, total. probably probably half a dozen, honest to goodness, we have had a conversation on a dating app experiences in, I guess, in recent memory, so in the past calendar year. Um... Just for a Ben anecdote here, when I was on dating apps, I don't remember which application I was on, but uh, my profile got hacked. Oh, God. Uh, and I got changed to be a 56 or 7-year-old man or something like that. And it, 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 it That's was, what I've been it, doing wrong. And, and, it, it, and it was a robot. And uh, I just had a really great conversation with one of the old women who matched with this person who took over my profile after explaining to her that, like, no, this isn't real. I'm sorry you matched with me and had a really great conversation with me, but that's not me. Uh, I'm sorry that you've been bamboozled. And then we just had, had a really, like, heart-to-heart -heart conversation about, like, what dating in her, her late fifties <laughs> is like. It's so wholesome. <laughs> Reach out to her. Let's see if we can get her on the podcast. <laughs> and that was one of the best conversations I ever had on dating apps. But sorry, can continue with uh... I mean I guess that's the sort of the end as far as like how it's worked for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And now what else have I tried? I feel like the answer is everything. Right, I, I I showed you guys when we were sort of still thinking about this idea, and we'll I'm sure in the future we'll talk about like pictures and what makes a good picture and all that stuff. But I've tried, you know, thirsty pictures and silly pictures and pictures of me in the gym and pictures of my cats and pictures of me smiling and pictures of me being serious and looking at the camera and not looking at the camera and black and white. I've tried all different kinds of profiles. Like some of my favorites for, like, the bios that I've written. I sort of moved away from Ernest. I tried the sort of, like, the, I guess I call it the I'm too good for this bio, which is something like, uh, you know what I'm looking for, if I'm it, message me, or something like that. I guess I didn't really expect that to work. I, I there, was a, there was a phase after college where I basically wrote the same thing on my job applications, where I was like, let's not waste each other's time. And it had the same results, which was uh, absolutely nothing. Uh, I also have tried, like, sort of more jokey bios, where I just kind of, like, eschew the idea of a bio entirely, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna write, like, a funny thing, like, what do you call a line of rabbits moving in reverse? It's a receding hairline. Ha ha ha. So, of the five, six sincere conversations you've had, 
you have any idea in your head, and I know we're just going off loose numbers and memory at this point, but do you have any idea in your head what resonated the most to get you those conversations? So I do think the thing that worked the most, I'm not sure about the picture stuff. I really don't know like what makes a good picture of me, and especially as someone who in uh, recent personal history has been like losing a lot of weight and kind of physically changing on the regular. Uh, that's a hard thing to get a read on anyway. Yep. But the bio that I think got me the most matches, which again wasn't a lot. I'm not sure the numbers are even statistically significant, but whatever, this is all anecdotal evidence anyway. And it's also the kind of the bio that I feel the best about, the one that I'm proudest of. What I wrote for my bio was, hey, I know it's hard out here, but you're doing great. Good luck. And that was like, it's not a, it's not a bio. That's not what a bio is for. I just wanted to send the message of like, listen... Dating apps are shitty, and you know it, and I know it, so I hope it works out for you. And I think that is the that is the thing that resulted in, however small of an increase, the largest increase in, like, positive activity. I can see that. That uh, would catch me, you know? Because it's, like, him being genuine, but in a way that's, like, different, right? It's not the same exact thing. And just to reiterate, uh, of the five or six conversations that you've had, one... I've, that... I've been on a one date from a dating app. And one potential. Uh, yes. Uh, the end the, last episode, we do have... I do have a potential date coming up. Yes. I'm really surprised that Hinge wasn't in your top answer for the most used apps. So Hinge's interface is not my favorite. Because you don't really swipe. You have to like like individual components of somebody's profile, which is still quick, but is not like what I'm used to. And especially, so this is hard too, because I admit sometimes when I'm engaging with a dating app, it's from, I guess for lack of a better way to put it, a place of depression where it's just like, I don't have a lot of mental overhead to use. I just want to freaking move my thumb back and forth and try to find a partner. Probably like it's a low effort, which maybe speaks to some of like my success. Uh, but also on Hinge, I think it's true that Hinge has, like, a very limited number of people you can like in any given day before it's like, okay, we'll see you tomorrow. I can't remember. Well, without getting too into it, you received a lot of likes. So there was less you looking for any likes. It was a lot more of you reading through the people who like you. Um, I will say that right now on Hinge, I probably get a like once a week, but generally the people who are like me are people who I'm, people who like me are people I'm not interested in. One of the things I always, uh... Wait, Branch, so then do they like exhibit red flags? Though? Yeah, they, they, have, right they, have, they have things that are true about them that make me go, eh, I don't think that's for me. Okay. They have incompatibilities. One of the things I always wrestled with when I was on dating apps was... Well, is the person that I want to be with even on the dating apps? Yeah, I mean, so this is a thing, this is a tangent, but maybe a worthwhile piece of discussion, is the thing that I've talked about with my therapist a lot is I have friends who have given me advice about, like, you're lonely, you're single, you want to get a date, you need to go out, go to a bar. And then I go, well, I don't really think the person that I want to go on dates with is going to bars. Right. I just yeah. don't think that's my scene, and I don't think my person, I don't think it's their scene either, right? So what do I do? Uh, I think that there is a legitimate argument to be made for, like, well, yeah, bars aren't anybody's scene. It's just a, they're a place to go to meet people, right? But for my money, in my experience so far, 
that has been a struggle. And I think a dating app is another good example of like, I don't know, I don't have the exact same feeling that you do. I think if I had to pick like a lowest common denominator for places to meet single people, I would pick a dating app. Like that's probably going to cast the widest net. But I still understand what you're saying insofar as that, like, I don't even know if the people that I'm looking for are doing this, right? Yeah, you've got to find your own version of a barn, and that's, like, keeping in theater productions, I feel but, like, and think, doing things like that. But there is the then-converse thing for something that I felt when I was in the, in the dating pool, and maybe you feel as well, is there's a lot of cultural... Um, I don't know what the word I want to use is, but it's entirely inappropriate to pursue a female in a lot of contexts. I guess that's a that's another, like, that's a corollary. And this is an absurdism. This is meant to be kind of funny, but it is, it's illustrative, I think, because it's an extreme. People are all, always like, well, where do the girls that you want to date hang out? And I'm like, I don't know, the bookstore? And they're like, well, go to the bookstore then. And I'm like, can you imagine anything worse than a, a girl who took a Sunday afternoon to go to the bookstore to try and find a book she on. wants to read? And then me, 260 pounds of lonely pride, wanders in and is like, hey, can we have a conversation over the top of this book you really want to buy? Yeah. Let right. me ruin your afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, That's true. it's something that... It's an extreme example, right? But... It's definitely something I struggled with of, like, in those other settings, they're not there to be harassed by men, for lack of a better word. And so, yeah. so it's inappropri- inappropriate to do so, which means you got to go to a venue where it, they are looking to, or saying that they not are... Not looking to be harassed, but are available for connection, right? Which right. is funny... Because I even sort of feel that way about bars, right? I, there's a part of me that, like, can't imagine going to a bar and interrupting somebody else's night and just being like, hey, do you want to talk to me now? It's oh, like, I do that. If they wanna, <laughs> surely if they want to talk to me, they will, right? They don't, need, they don't need me to make it happen, right? That, that person is in a group with their friends and they look perfectly happy. Why should I interrupt them, right? That would be rude. disagree, but... No, I get what? it. I understand. I understand the other side of the perspective, right? But it's weird being a but dude. But I agree with and, you in the bookstore. I don't agree with you in the bar. Even in the bar setting, there is a difference between having an intent of making friends and an intent of, "Hey, I saw you over there, and I'm romantically interested." Well, of course, there's a difference in intent, but you can approach them both in a way where, like, you're respectful. And self-aware of what they're giving you. And if their vibe seems a little off, you, like, let them live their life. A. <laughs> uh, sometimes, I mean, this is kind of my point. Sometimes what's respectful is to not approach them in the first place, if that is your intent. And B, to mm-hmm. to say, oh, well, I'm just going to read their vibe after I approach them, puts a lot of um, faith in yourself of I'm going to be able to pick up on this person who I barely knows signals and body language yeah. and I'm going to get it a hundred percent right. Okay. And when they communicate that I'm, they don't want me here. I'm going to pick up on it immediately and go away. That's true. I think that's one of the things that's, that's the biggest win in dating apps corner. And it's, a, I think it's the thing that doesn't get articulated very often is it's very easy and like, it's very low energy to fail. Right. You don't ever have to face your failure on a dating app. 
I mean, I kind of am insofar as, like, man, I don't get very many matches, and not very many of those matches turn into, like, good conversation. But I never, I don't get a notification every time somebody swipes left on me, right? I don't have to see the list of people that don't want to date me. As opposed to, like, if I go to a bar and I try to talk to a lady and she's like, nah, I'm not interested, that'll ruin my night, right? I, I get, like, I'm like, well, time to go home and play video games. I tried. And that's, that's a thing to work on, but it is true that, like, the impact, of, the negative impact of dating apps oh, is yeah. very sort of thin on the ground. It's much more visceral, I think, in person. Yeah, for I, sure. So, Jeff, for you, you're saying that the most success that you had was by sending off a good vibe, more or less, on Tinder and Bumble. Yeah, which was, to be honest, self-actualizing, right? It was sort of nice to receive the message that, however nominal the increase was, the thing that really worked was being genuine, was being kind, was being a little bit pithy, and was being a little weird. Right, which is super in my vibes to be like, yeah, man, like, I'm gonna try and stand out a little bit, I'm gonna go against the grain, I'm gonna try and be nice, because I honestly want to just be nice, like, that's important to me, and I'm gonna be, like, a little sarcastic and cool. But then you're very passionate about a different dating app and strategy, so let's hear about it. I, well, I wouldn't say I'm very passionate, but I think... Your experience. Yeah, my experience. Um, I only try Hinge. So I can't even say how I would have done in my personal experience, but, but I would Hinge say worked for you. Hinge was so successful and kept it was it took so much time out of my day in terms of just like responding to people and finding people and it was such a fun process that I didn't even have time to like add an additional app. Like that wasn't even something I Like you didn't even need multiple apps because right. Hinge was enough. Right, and I didn't even think about it at the time because I was just trying to catch or, like, um, keep up with, like, the conversations I was having already. And I felt like, for me, Hinge was immediately successful in terms of, like, messaging, finding people, immediately successful in basically getting dates right away, which was really nice. Um, Can I just quickly compare numbers? Uh, so yeah. just roughly, I know you probably won't remember exacts and I don't expect yeah. you to, but roughly, uh, I know you had plenty of matches. How many matches turned into meaningful conversations? What do you, what do you mean by meaningful? Um, lasted more than half a dozen messages between the both of you. Like you actually talked about something instead of just saying hello. Oh, I think I probably had like 30 to 40 at a time. At a time. Not in total, at a time. Yeah. Okay. So Honestly, you you had more, and I don't know, we're talking about yeah. like a couple months on this, on Hinge, right? It was, it was not that long, but it was. A month. A month on Hinge. time, yeah. Okay. You had twice as many meaningful conversations as I had matches. Yeah, which is where I think it's a little bit maybe, like, not helpful for me to even bring my experience on here just because in our difference. I mean, it's a worthwhile comparison, though. That part of, the, part of the game for me is what are different people's experiences, right? Because yeah. it's easy for me, and I hope, I, I imagine, yeah. I, I don't hope, I imagine easy for everyone in a vacuum to imagine, like, well, my experience must be the same as everyone's or must be unique from everyone's, right? Oh, so maybe I it's... Understand. 
And Maybe it's nice to hear for people, like, different experiences. And, and, and to just stay, state it outright, while the subject matter of this podcast is currently a heteronormative male. No. Hi, that's me. That's not true, though. I am bisexual, but I'm heteroromantic. This the, the, this podcast is for hopefully a wider audience than that, and getting different people's perspectives and experiences from all okay. views Helpful. is going yeah. to be interesting. I My experience is not the only experience, and I don't want to paint yeah. it that way. I could be the I can be the crux of the pod. I, like I said in my vibes, I can be the host, I can be the foundation, but I'm not the only guy, right? We can mm-hmm. we can just orbit around me. Yeah. I guess so. that's true. But I would say um, no. I found Hinge to be extremely successful. I think honestly, probably racked up about fifty conversations within I think a day and a half to two days. Jeez. I think. Can I ask what a, we, again the question of uh, out of how many matches? I don't. I don't know. Did you, did you talk to everyone you matched with, or did you do like a secondary calling? Right? Did you match with some people and then go through them and go, okay, this person looks worth talking to? Initially, it was I was like pretty open to speaking with everyone, and then I literally didn't have the time. So then, initially, you had like, to start being. It was choosy. like day two or three. I think that I had to start being additionally choosy. Um, because at that point, like I have a full time job, like I have friends, I have a life, and I was literally like going on the treadmill for an hour in the mornings before going to work and that's when I would do my like spend like messages. a whole hour of Yeah, like on the treadmill with them because I like couldn't You were being your own secretary basically. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Yeah. So would you say at a certain point you had enough sustained significant conversation that you just didn't have time for new matches? Yeah. There was, yeah, there was a point where I got pickier. I wouldn't say I got, I still, no, because I still gave new matches a chance. But, like, my pickiness level, I guess, like, how my discernment was so much higher. Your compatibility Literally profile just like, w- like, a weekend because I couldn't add additional people. And that's when there was also a point of it where, like, for me personally... I don't like being on an app and, like, conversing with someone for a long amount of time on an app and doing all of that before we go on a date. I think there's so much more that you can glean from a person from, like, an in-person interaction. So there was a point in time where also, like, several days in, if we weren't able to, like, vibe each other out really quickly, be like, this is kind of fun. Yeah, like... And we can't do an in-person thing. That's when I started also just stopping the conversations much more earlier. Because I was like, let's just, like, you're an adult. I'm an adult. Let's go on a date. If this is fun, great. If it's not, like, we lost 45 minutes and we had a drink. Now, I I do want to clarify something. Did you always try to convert? Or were there conversations where you were just like, this isn't going anywhere. This guy's not it. I'm just going to stall this out. No, because I didn't have that much, I didn't have an ability to have conversations that were super deep with someone to a point. There were a few people that, like, I didn't really vibe with, but I felt like everyone put their best foot forward and actually had, like, something pretty interesting to say. 
enough where I was like, yeah, this is definitely worthy of a first date for sure. There are very few people that... So basically, there was there was nobody where in the time talking to them on the dating app, you were pretty sure it wasn't going to work. There were a few people, but it was like... The minority, the majority, for sure. It was a minority, for sure. sure. Yeah, I felt like people... I, I felt like the guys on there were like really good about like trying to at least like ask you questions or had like really interesting life experiences they brought up right away i think i already know the answer to this question but um was there ever the situation where you were the one asking for the date or were you letting them ask for if the vibes were right oh no i'd ask i'd be like hey would you want to meet up or like i think i did ask i honestly don't know but i think i did ask can you think of any examples of a time where you asked and they were like, no, I don't think so? No, we had reschedules. Sure. I've definitely had reschedules and the reschedules were so long that we didn't end just up meeting. Didn't, didn't yeah. Happen. And they're like, hey, like it was during, it was in the winter too. So there's like a lot of snowstorms, stuff like that. And then if someone took too long to reschedule with me, I did let them go. Sure. Because I was like, sorry, if, like, I can't make it into your radio. But you basically, you had a, you had a, 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 you were batting a thousand. You asked, everyone that you asked said, yes, I would like to go on a date. You did not have a scenario where you no, asked. I think there was, there was not a scenario where I asked someone on a date and they said no. That is correct. Okay. There were some people that ended conversations early with me, though. Sure. Yeah. Can I ask, at the peak, how many dates were you going on in a week? Man, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean that moralistically. I mean that logistically. That is a that's a lot to schedule. Yeah. <laughs> like, that just sounds hard. It genuinely, it felt like a part time job. And honestly, because like, if you also, I think genuinely just enjoy people. Like, if that's just your personality, um, like, because they were lasting, I think, three to five hours per day on average. And that week, it was, like, almost a part-time job. Yeah, that's, that's 24 hours. That's three, uh, three hours. Oh, yeah. At minimum, that's 24 hours. That's, I was exhausted. That's more than, that's more than yeah, a... Yeah, I was exhausted. And it a, was not sustainable. That was the most I've had. That was not sustainable. And that's not meant at all to pass judgment, and I hope no, no one here is passing judgment. Oh, but I feel no judgment. No, but, yeah, it, it, it was genuinely unsustainable, but it was a really good experience. It, right. It, it's more to the um, scenario for potentially maybe not but potentially the type of people that Jeff are trying is trying to match with are in very similar scenarios where they feel like it's a part-time job just managing their dating app it is. and yeah and to get through to that yeah, I gotta make the cut right it, but but yeah. it's not it's not even just like making a cut of you're good enough for me it's a cut of you are worth spending my overspent schedule on. Yeah. Right. Like I, yeah. I am over capacity already. I don't just need to make time for you. I need to. I gotta cut hours. Yeah. Out time for you. Yeah. yeah. Some somebody else. You have to be better than the people who are already in my book. And it did, and it it was that especially that week was really extreme. I will like. I think it's a great experience. I think everyone should try it if they can, but I it's not a sustainable way. Also, I think depending on whether you're a person that tends to like split dinners or drinks or whatever or pay. Oh. 
didn't even think about that, but it's boy, an, howdy, that's a monetary hit. It's an incredibly expensive endeavor. Your $500 week. <laughs> it was, yeah, and like, and I will say this too, I was the woman, so I had more people pay for me, or at best, I split it. I didn't cover anyone completely, which I think... If, like, if you're going on a date as a man and a woman, um, I, I don't really know about other relationships, but I think the likelihood is you're going to pay just more as a percentage if you're a guy. Um, so, like, that was an expensive week for me in terms of just, like, trying to split some of the things that I went on. And I can't So there's a it. silver lining, and it's that the fewer dates I go on, the more money I'll have in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's just life, baby. All right. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. It's just, yeah. All this to say, your experience is very different from mine, which I think is interesting, but it also sort of illustrative. Um, Not to say that you and I ever would have gone on a date. I'm not sure we're, as individuals, compatible, but if we use your experience as a baseline to mine, that's the window that I don't have, right, of to imagine that, like, okay, if there are people out there that I'm trying to match with and their experience is holy good golly goodness, I've got... I've got more people in an hour than I could talk to for the next month. How do we cut through that chaff, right? Which kind of goes back to an earlier point that you made that, and I experienced this too, is sometimes when you go to the swiping scene, it comes from a place of depression internally, right? It's like, really just want someone in my life yeah, right i just want i just and, want and, the easiest and, method to and and so so you're there and you're not feeling good about yourself but but for a different side of that coin it's man this is a job that i have to go through and like i'm just not feeling like working today and no one requires me to work and i don't get any payment for it so i'm not going to go into work today right <laughs> it's weird too it kind of goes back to that parallel even of like the bar, right? Where it's like, I don't, and this is a, this is a thing that I think is something I'm going to have to work on if I'm going to be successful in dating in general, much less using a dating app, is owning the idea that I am as worthy of being there as anybody else, right? There, I do have a certain sense, even from hearing that story of like, well, why do I need to be on there then, right? Like, I'm just, I'm just getting in the way. I'm just adding to the problem. I'm one guy in a sea of hundreds that are just as good and just as nice and just as up for conversation and just as willing to pay on the first date. They don't need me. I'll go somewhere else. But then again, I think it comes to the success criteria of the dating app shouldn't be getting the first date. It should be maybe the second date, maybe even the third date, right? The, the, for, if, if, the person you are interested in is truly in this type of situation, then the first date is a challenge for you and a given for her. Yeah. Right. And so it should be something that, I mean, the the fact of the matter is there's not an equality bit, right? Which is fine. It's just something to recognize is that you need to put an effort to get that first date and maybe uh, the standard should be lower, but then the first date is where you individualize yourself from the masses. Sure. I think it will be interesting, hopefully, as we have more people on the podcast who have been through something like this to hear, like, what has it been like for other people? Mm-hmm. Impressive, yeah. yeah. Yep. 
So that's, yeah. I guess, that's where it goes for me, right? I have tried a myriad of different profile setups and first pictures and last pictures, and I haven't really shifted, like, what I've identified my hobbies as. I've been pretty honest with those things. One other fundamental thing that I did change relatively recently is I changed my profile from saying I definitely want kids to I maybe want kids. I don't think that that actually represents a shift in me personally. I think it's always been true that my thoughts on a future family have been more, I think I'd like it to happen, but it's not going to be the end of the world if it doesn't. But I've only recently come into that understanding. I think that's probably the biggest update outside of the pictures and the bios that I've made in recent memory. Have you ever, I know you've like played around some with your profiles, but have you played around with like your dating strategy and like swiping strategy and things like that? You mean like have I, so there have been periods in the past where I have swiped on everyone basically, where I've had yeah. a day where I'm just like, God, I'm desperate. Anyone. Give me anyone. Just let me match with anyone, right? Uh, I have also had periods where it's been, as I've described it in the last episode, where I've been very sort of particular and I've been no, I've known what I'm looking for. Um, I guess the only other thing, this is a very nebulous idea, but I am remembering, this is, this is silly that it's stuck in my head, but it's a Reddit article, not even an article, a Reddit post that I read once where it was just like, I was having a rough night, and I was Googling, like, how do I get more matches on dating apps? And the top comment from that particular post was like, man, the best advice I can give you is just be honest, swipe on people you're interested in, and ignore anyone who looks like an Instagram model. And so there is a little bit of that in my brain. <laughs> where like salty as hell. <laughs> if, well, I guess it is, kind of, and I can own that. But there is a piece of me where, like, there is a profile of someone that looks too good i'm doing heavy air quotes with that but one that looks so curated or somebody that looks like so like beautiful and well kept and like they probably could be in a movie i usually swipe left on them even if they check all the boxes because i'm like there's no way right the statistically they're not getting 40 matches a day they're getting 4,000. there's no way that's not gonna be when i'm swiping for you i don't like that <laughs> That's a defeatist strategy. I think. And maybe, I maybe think, that's the case, right? I can, yeah, I I can like accept that. that if that's that, true. That sounds like some Reddit can, salt. Can I ask you a question, though, to go back to you? So, we've, I mean, we've spent a lot of time on Jeff's values. What, for you, resulted in uh, you having those conversations? Did you receive a like and did you look at their profile very heavily and then have a conversation with them or if you received a like did you give a cursory glance match with them and then let the conversation do the talking rather than the profile no for me it was mostly conversation i was super open to meeting up with a lot of people um, unless they had something that felt like an obvious red flag right away too. So less like something. But, but I'm kind of even asking the question of how much time did you spend looking for that red flag? Like, like how much time did you spend oh, on their like, profile? Like, no, barely at all. It was honestly mostly conversation. If they reached out to me and they were like, um, I liked a good line, like, or I like if they noticed something about me and asked me something and if they had a good question right off the bat. And then they kept on having a conversation and were, like, engaging enough and whatever that means. Maybe they were interesting. Maybe they were funny. Maybe they are just a good listener. But if they were engaging enough, that was, like, enough for me. I barely spent time. I didn't have time to look at so, their profiles, honestly. So, so, to you, 
probably the single most important factor is the opening line. For me personally, yeah. Yeah, and like some of one of my like dates is converted into a longer term friendship now, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the hook there was like I I think if I saw his profile, sorry friend, you shall remain nameless, but like I probably would have gone after him and his profile, but he knew which like restaurant I posted, and I'm a foodie, and I was like, hell yeah, let's go, let's talk about food. And that worked, you know? It worked so well. It was, I didn't have time to look at their profiles. It was 100% based on, like, initial interactions. And, and I'm super glad that that worked out, but it's so discouraging to hear. This is, this is, this is funny. I mean it is funny, but it reminds me of a job that I got once where my boss, I was like, why did you hire me? And he was like, we went to the same school. And I was like, I have no control over that. And there's nothing, like, fundamentally that, that I, yeah. I couldn't have done anything to get to that success. So the idea of, like... The reason you like this guy is because he recognized the restaurant you posted a picture from. I'm yeah. like, I can't control for that. <laughs> yeah, but Chuck, I can't make that like, happen. That was like one of dozens. No, no, right? I, I understand. So, it's just, it's was, just funny, right? It's one of those yeah. things where it's like, ah, yes, a thing that I have no control. But over. other people just had like really unique facts. Like other people were just really good listeners and really good at asking me questions. Um, and just I don't know. It was nice to have a conversation with them. You know, like. And, it's just different. And so presumably for many of these, all you saw, if you didn't have time to go to their profile, was their leading picture and their opening line. Yep. That, that is true for most of them, yeah. Which, not to discredit the exercise that we hopefully get to do with you at some point, does lay a little bit of waste to the idea of curating someone's profile past correct first picture and opening line that's correct but that's exactly where i would want to have the ability to actually act as jeff just in the very initial moment just the first opening line right because obviously jeff has to actually go through the process and be himself otherwise that's catfishing but that's where i would want (laughs) to do the swiping and maybe the initial lines because i would want to try being the person that hooked me initially right and yeah i i don't i don't think the profile matters as much which which for me personally right i i i bet i have friends that would go on here and totally tell you something different too i mean that's the point right that's that's why i'm excited for more episodes but your perspective is valid out of curiosity of your friends who we hopefully get on here at some point um, Jeff mentioned earlier that he feels that his search, his personal search algorithm is one that looks for negatives and weeds people out rather than looking for positives. Right. Do you feel that your friends operate on a similar level of there are things that are wrong, but there are not things that are right? I honestly don't know. And I think we'd have to ask them because we will. We had a test with this where I thought I was right and you guys got the category right and I was disagreeing with you and my friends agreed with you and I was shocked by that. Which is super cool because that means this is a valid idea for a podcast. Right. But But for me, that's like, yeah, I, I honestly couldn't say. They would have to say for themselves. Okay. So I think the next episode will be you going through all of his profiles or yeah. we'll go through she'll 
go through your profiles offline and we'll talk about what she did, maybe, sure. or what she wants to do. Um, but to sort of wrap up this episode, can you talk a little bit about ideas that you already have without seeing his pictures, without seeing what his current profile looks like? Do you have ideas in your head for what you'd already want to do? How you'd want him posed in his first picture, that kind of thing? No, nothing that particular. I think I would just try really hard to find a good initial picture. I, I think I've seen a lot of really awkward photos that dudes put up of themselves that should never. Like, so what's down. what's what's an awkward photo? Um, we can back that, our way into a good picture here. Honestly, for me, any that are like a selfie of you, a high angle face, selfie, high angle selfie is just like that's a thumbs down. It's a big thumbs down. Most, it's funny because most of mine are from yeah. down here. <laughs> yeah, that honestly is not that much better. No, not an improvement. Uh, bathroom selfies suck. Like, I just, it's, okay, this is, can it's I all, be completely honest? Right, and it's all your personal opinion, yeah. right? That's right, okay. So this is all yeah. subjective, we understand I that. think, and I will, I will say this realistically, I would never, I think, feel this way about a friend but in the dating game when you have an incredibly short amount of like time that you're looking at a profile seconds right and you probably get an initial photo or two or three and you're going basically with your gut reaction when I see someone that doesn't have photos of them like out and about or photos that their friends took and the moment it's a selfie I'm like oh, you don't have enough good photos that your friends took because you're not out enough and you don't have a good enough community. That's like an immediate draw for me because I'm like, you should have so many photos of you being out and about with your buddies, doing stuff, or like doing whatever you do. So this If is you're a, taking a selfie, that's like already an immediate sad for me. One comparison that I do want to bring up that I think is a lot, a, a totally valid perspective. As a dude, my dudely friends pretty rarely take pictures of me, even when we are out and about. That is not a thing that is particularly common in my experience, is my 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 doodly ladly, typically masculine friends whipping out their cell phone and going, tuck in, boys, tuck in, we've got to remember this moment. Yeah, 100%, but I just assume you also have, like, more generalized hangs that you would hang out with and other groups where yeah. group photos are taken yeah. weddings where you've been a part of a wedding like i you guys we don't have to get defensive here i'm giving you an no, opinion I that i'm not it's even a valid sure opinion. i'm just saying in my head i i don't think i even think this consciously i think immediately when i see a selfie versus like a photo it's out. a vibe it's totally the, yeah. that's what we're talking about yeah, right is that me, dating like, apps operate on the vibes. implication that i get immediately and like even under a second when someone's first photo is that would be different so for me it's like finding a good photo of jeff doing his thing being out and about that somebody else took so you would much sooner see somebody on top of a mountain than somebody in front of their mirror it, is it more important yeah to... but it doesn't have to be like it could be their backyard hanging out with their friends at a fire right it doesn't so, so you listed three possible things, and I want to know which one is your favorite. So there's someone else took the photo, but you're the only person in it. There's a group photo, and there's an active photo where you are doing something. Which one of those is the most important? 
I honestly, I can pick. But I, I, mean, I wouldn't. I've never even thought of it that way. But but all of them are better than a selfie. Selfies are pretty yeah. low on the totem pole. A hundred percent for me personally, yeah. Okay. That's like it just feels like it screams like high school vibe, and like by now you should be out and about doing things, even if it's like by yourself, stuff that you like. I don't know. Um, when no one will take pictures of you. <laughs> I, but I don't know. Maybe. But I, I want social people too, right? So for me, maybe that's no, like that's even a, an implication yeah. that I would have expected. But you and I share that vibe too, right? Like yeah. some of the things that I listed as important is like, I want a tribe, right? I want to yeah. attract a tribe and I want to attract a partner who wants to attract a tribe or a community, right? And that's, if all of my pictures are me in front of my computer, that doesn't yeah. say I'm a person who has a community and wants to build one. Yeah. That's, that's a totally reasonable perspective. I totally hear where you're coming from. I also think gym selfies or just gym photos are a little rough because I think it's nice to show off that you're into some type of like physical activity in a more understated way. I think you have to be sneaky about it. I, now for the record, I don't have pictures on my profile that I would consider gym selfies, right? There are no pictures on my profile of me at the gym doing a pose in a mirror. There are, for some of my profiles, mine are pretty varied right now, and different apps have different things. There are some of them that have me at the gym literally lifting, right? Like, here's a video of me doing a deadlift. Yeah. But, does that make a difference to you? Or is it all kind of the same thing? Well, can I ask a question before you answer? In all of your time, how... so, So, you said that only the first profile picture... Your Honor, what <laughs> was was uh, anything that you looked at? Was there ever a time after you started a conversation that you would then later go look at the profile, or was really only the first picture the one you ever saw? No, I've looked at other pictures, but honestly, if someone was like really good looking, I would just scroll through more of their photos immediately. But I wouldn't really go to people's profiles, like, again, that much after we started talking already. You At look point, you look good enough in your first profile, like, I don't need to know anything else, right? That's that's, yeah. that's totally reasonable. That's totally yeah. understandable. And I kind of, like, I, in my use of the apps, sometimes have a similar experience, right? Where, like, I would say three in every four I know by the first one. I can look at that picture and I can go... Now, and again, maybe this is a good time for me to bring my stuff up. If I see a picture, if the first picture is of five people, I'm probably going to swipe left. You don't have a picture of you being... Because you don't know which one you are. Yeah, yeah, you don't have a picture of, like, you like, being, like, you cool and looking good. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not swiping on your pretty friend. Like, I know your tricks. <laughs> that seems very mean. I don't, I don't mean that judgmentally. It's just not for me, right? Yeah. And on the other hand, if there's a picture of you and I think you look good, bam, swipe right. Every once in a while, like one in every five, it's like, oh, I don't know. Swipe, swipe. Okay. One way or the other, right? But for the most part, you're right. I get my impression based on the first picture in the profile. But but just to go back, it sounds like what you said was those other pictures in your profile. Don't really matter. Not that they don't matter. They don't work against you. And it sounded like... What I heard you say was, if they were physically attractive to you, you would go look at their profile and swipe through some of their pictures. And if they were physically attracted to you, you probably wouldn't mind a weightlifting picture. 
right? No, I think that's super tacky for <laughs> Okay, Sorry. all right. So, that's not for me. So, so there you go. I think so, it's so, really awesome if someone weight lifts. I think posting a photo of yourself lifting is so, super tacky. So there you go. Even if someone finds you physically attractive, then they're gonna, then they might go look through your pictures, see you doing a weightlifting thing, and say, "Well, you look good, but that's a little bit." But you know you look good. But right? I will say you have to be like super hot, honestly, and like doing something that I thought was like really cool because I was like, "Oh my god, that's your vibe!" Like, what else do you do? Like, my interest was piqued enough to like spend an extra ten seconds because you literally don't have other time otherwise like that's not something that would have been sustainable at that point i think i need you to know? like i need to go to an oil spill and like clean off of baby goose and <laughs> that would <laughs> and, be a great yeah. first and, picture and have someone else take a picture of you yeah. and your friend helping clean up that yeah goose. yeah yeah um there you go so we've talked a lot about uh the picture preferences that you have but you've said that the other most important thing for you was the opening line so, can you talk a little bit more about what you were looking for in an opening line? I think you mentioned that someone who made it personal was important, um, but you also said that sometimes if it was just interesting to you. So, what were those types of things? Um, a lot of people, I found a guy that was like a sommelier in France for a, like a half a year, just lived in France and was the wine guy, which is really cool. Um, people talked about their travels and trips. Can I yeah. ask, so that guy who was a small sommelier in France, what yeah. was his opening line? Hi, I'm a sommelier in France? I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. I honestly, there were a lot of conversations. I don't remember opening lines a lot, except for the ones that mattered. A lot of them, it was just, they carried enough of a conversation where, and it was interesting enough for the few, like, messages we had back and forth and then we started talking about like cool things we've done before like that was a really big thing for me is like talking about things that other people maybe don't know about you or like some of the coolest facts about you because people like obviously want to show off their best on the app understandably so so people I think bring some of their most interesting things that they can contribute about themselves and it gives like a really good talking point for you if you find that interesting, and if you don't find that interesting about them, like I, it would probably be pressed. Is there a line between presenting your interesting facts about yourself reasonably and being too showboaty? Yeah, it's all vibes, right? Okay. It's all vibes. I will the say, easiest no, thing I to think, for. I think I will say, like, no, there's. I just didn't want to be bored, right? I just wanted, like, you definitely have basic values of you want someone who's kind and, like, really sweet to you and treats you well and treats other people well and can take care of themselves. But you don't really know that off of, like, an app, right? Which is why I personally like meeting people in person so much more. I felt like you can glean a lot more. But, no, you just, you just don't want to be bored. You want someone that, even if it's, a funny joke some people just weren't funny but they were really interesting right like whatever it is that their spin on it was that was what you really wanted sometimes it was an opening line sometimes it was six messages in um I don't know people are really varied and I think all of those were okay I just didn't want to be bored and the one thing I will say that wasn't showboaty I wouldn't call it showboaty but if I was the one asking more questions than you were asking me that was a hard no for me 
Sorry, just really happy. Oh. It's okay. <coughs> it's like you have to be, like, the other person has to be curious about you, and you've got to be curious about them to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's it's just awful feeling like... You're carrying the conversation. With a dead fish, yeah. yeah. I totally understand that. I feel like I worst. end up in that boat a lot more uh, in my experience, but... Yeah. Now, you... It sounds to me like the difference between the first message and the sixth message for you wasn't very much. It sounds to me like most of the people that you matched with had a couple of tries. Like, I'm gleaning from the way that you're describing your experience that most people didn't have to hook you on the first message. They just had to hook you in the first few. Yeah. They got got a couple tries. Yeah, I think that's was that they sent a first message, you replied, they sent a second message? Or was that they sent a first message, you didn't answer, they sent a second message, and the second message was interesting? Uh, both. It depends. Because honestly, at that point, this sounds so bad, but at that point, I was like scheduled. I was answering their messages like the next morning when I was on the treadmill doing my workout. That's when I had time to do it. So like sometimes they did several messages in between and sometimes they waited for me to answer the next day. It just depended. Would you unmatch with people who you didn't feel they if they if they missed the mark somehow, would you unmatch with them or would you just not reply to them? Um, no, I feel like I was pretty forward with it. I was just like sorry, I don't think this is for us. I hope So swing it a mess. Yeah, so, but I I think it would have been really sad too. So like, it, is it valuable then if you send a first message and don't get a response to wait a respectful period, 24 hours, and then send a second message? I think so. Maybe like not anything after a second message though. But yeah, I think a second message is okay. Just like a little ping because they... Sure. They're probably it does busy. And what would that, that what would be the correct amount of time to wait before that second message? I, I mean that's super subjective. Right? I know, but for you, I'm talking for about me? for you. Um, I honestly didn't care if they did it like twice that day, like morning and night, or if they did it over uh, the next like several days. That was fine with the me. second message was honestly just reminding you that they existed. But it yeah. sounds like <laughs> if the second message had come in within the hour of the first one, and then the third message came in within an hour of that one, that would have been a problem. That was a signal that like, okay, okay, pal, I'm sorry, I I don't live on your yeah. schedule. Honestly, I didn't look at it that way. If they like ping me specifically for an answer three times in a few hours, that'd be intense. But, like, if someone, like, randomly texted me, like, three different thoughts over a day and I got to look at it the next day, I don't think I would have even noticed or looked well, at it. That's cool. That's a, that's a thing that I wouldn't have thought. I would have yeah. assumed that even the sort of three disconnected, separate opportunities for conversation would have been, would have read as clingy. But in your experience, yeah. it doesn't. To be fair, I think a lot of people do think that way. Sure. I think I was just a really but feral you're here. dater. You're, you're the person <laughs> so that I have like, to talk whatever. to right now, so you're who I'm yeah. And we will have other people to talk to about it later. I guess that's true. For um, me, yeah, for me that didn't. I wouldn't have noticed. I think uh, to be sensitive of time here, one of the last things that I would like to ask you is you said you might remember a few of the pickup lines or the general idea that did or opening lines that did work for you? Do you have any that you can share or feel comfortable sharing as an example? Or do you have any that you're prepared to use for me? Um, I think I'll save that for my episode. But, um, honestly, my favorite ones were when people started talking to me about food. 
Because, like, I posted, like, food, like, photos, like, at my favorite, like, ramen place, like, in our local area. I just need to go out to eat more. Yeah, <laughs> and when people were like, oh, that's cool, what's your favorite spot to go eat, or what's your favorite place to go drink, like, that was a really good conversation starter for me, because they immediately piqued my interest. So to try to generalize it a little bit more... It was about someone who picked up on the vibes that you were trying to portray in your profile. Yeah. Like, like you, you intentionally cultivated your profile such that it expressed what was valuable to you. And it was about food in this context. And you wanted someone who picked up on that. I mean, honestly, no, I didn't think about it that much. It just ended up working that way. Okay. I took a photo of me in my favorite ramen restaurant, and when people like liked so, it, I was like, "Hell yeah, let's talk about sure, it." But just because you didn't process it consciously doesn't mean it wasn't true, right? It sounds like the way it worked out is how it was working, which was like those are the yeah. ones that stuck in your brain. I guess the best way to say it is like food's like my hobby, right? Yeah. In a lot of ways, so I think if someone else had a big hobby thing and someone immediately picked up on that and asked them about, about their hobby, that was one of the best. Talk ways to, to me about this thing you are clearly passionate about. Yeah. Can I ask a question differently? Um, did you, do you feel that you gravitated to those types of messages because you were interested in food or because the person was making a sincere attempt to connect with your profile? Oh, honestly, because I'm interested in food okay. and I could talk about it all day. And then if they were like, oh, let's go out or like, have you heard of this place and the place was good or the place, whatever. Like, I just genuinely liked that conversation, so it was easy money for us because we could talk about, like, our favorite, like, one of my dates was, like, I think we talked for three hours about our favorite beers, where to go get our favorite beers, like, our favorite breweries, and some, like, restaurants, and that was, like, three hours of conversation, which is which I assume would be, like, theater for you or something like that. Yeah, maybe. or video games, board games, like, there are plenty yeah. of topics that I could speak extemporaneously. Sorry, right, but, like, hours. any of that, it would be, it would be but, something yeah, like that. But, but that is an important distinction, is... The value for you wasn't, hey, you took the time to look at my profile before matching with me. The value for you was, hey, you have no, a, I can talk a about mutual this. interest yeah. with me. Yeah, I think that would be, yeah, that would be the best. And, and even and if they didn't, it was just easy. It was fun for me to talk about I want to talk about this, so if you yeah. will let me talk about this, yeah. that is a good thing. And, and honestly, it was kind of cool to weed out. If they, like, gave me their food spots, I was like... I know things about you now, right? Like, but th 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 this serves as a bonus in, in your specific context, and I don't know how we can pivot that to your context, where your interest that you were looking for people to pick up on and, and play off of also happens to be a really convenient first date. I got really lucky in that regard. I think, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I will. Uh, I, I, this is not a criticism; it's just an experience that I'm having from the other side of the table here. I feel like a lot of people on dating apps are into beer and food. I know. And I don't know that a lot of people on dating apps are into musical theater and board games. And maybe that's <laughs> one of the struggles that I'm having. Right? Yeah. Maybe that maybe it just so happens that, like, maybe that is the... I, I guess I'm worried about... And we're, it's a little early in the podcast to be drawing this major conclusion. But it's a pattern that I can see potentially developing is like, yeah, man... Dating apps are just a bar with a different name, right? It's just a place where a certain type of people... Yeah, I guess you articulated that earlier, right? There's a certain type of people that hang out on dating apps, and if they're not your type of people, you're not going to find them there. Conversely, you might find someone who responds to an opening line about food, 
but then really also enjoys board games, community, all this other stuff. And uh, just because the surface level value that they're playing the game on is food oriented doesn't mean that that's even their most important value. Sure. For sure. And I do think I felt that way with me a little bit where it's like being a foodie and like the food and drink scene in like our area is genuinely like probably my biggest hobby other I like don't have hobbies it is like eating and drinking um and I think there is it is like really good for profiles right now to have that I think that's like what everyone else I think even if they don't aren't genuinely a foodie they still like want to appear as such so it did end up being helpful because I feel like everyone was trying to go for that vibe whether they had it or not regardless so it was like I just lucked out in that regard I mean, this is an interesting question, right? This is a moment where I have to ask, do I want to stay 100% true to myself and hope that I find someone who's into that? Or do I want to fake, or not fake, but like, do I want to curate myself in a certain play direction? Play the game, right? Yeah, do I want to play the game, find someone else who's also playing the game, and in truth, we're both actually way more compatible for each other, and we we found each other. And, and I think that goes back to like the first date thing of like, do you play the game to get the first date, discover where you guys really are in terms of people after the first, during the first date, and then go from there, right? And and I think that is something to consider in all this of, like, there may be someone out there who is on the other end of this who is getting similar advice to you that is saying... Play the game, play, play the game. Play, yeah. play the game. And if the person that and they're saying, or their advice that they're getting is, well, if someone's not playing the game with you, then they're not really interested in, with you, in you, or it's not going to go anywhere, or X, Y, and Z, right? And I don't know if that's the case. I don't know that's not the case. I think it's just something that we're opening eyes to. Right? For sure. Possibilities. To be fair, though, I don't know that playing the game can only take you so far, right? Because, like, even, like, well, first date, that's what I'm saying, right? But not even, because I will say with the food and drink, like, stuff, for me, I felt like I knew when people were, like, trying to pretend to be, like, good about going out and, like, really into that scene, because they would, like, pick really basic options or, like, really shitty options, which I was, like, you don't actually know what you're talking about. And what? it felt like they were trying to be disingenuous with me just to match my vibe. And that doesn't work. Which is fair, but if everyone's vibe is the is the same thing, like like which I'm not saying is the case, but if, if everyone is playing the game and this is this is the scope of the game, then what you're saying is the people who played the game good made the cut, and the people who played the game bad didn't make the cut, and the people who didn't play the game at all weren't even considered. <laughs> I went on dates with super varied people. I, w- I wouldn't say they didn't play the game. The game means more in this context than just food. It means had a good opening line, I think. It means figuring out what, 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 what it means yeah, to, to do the dating app thing, right? I guess that's true. Okay. If that's, if that's the definition we're using, then yeah, I'll go with that. We're approaching our like real life time limit here. Do we want to? Do we want to? How do we want to wrap this up? I do just want to say one more thing. Sure. I, I don't think this is probably another trap that I put myself in a language trap. I don't think playing the game should have a negative connotation, right? And I, I think that's the impression that you're getting with it. Playing the game, I don't think means to me something negative. 
I think oh, it, it does to it, me. It, I think yeah. for me, I also feel with negative connotations. So, yeah, yeah. So, so this is just me communicating poorly with connotations. For me, what I'm trying to express when I use that context is this is the culture of this environment that we are engaging in. And it, it may not be this cult, the culture for this environment, but it could be, right? And we need to recognize that like the bar scene has a culture of an etiquette that you are supposed to engage in when you enter that scene. The dating app scene might have a culture and etiquette that is expected and successful even if it's not like the end result, right? And I think that's one of the things that we need to figure out over the course of this podcast is what is that culture? What is that etiquette? And when I say play the game, I mean fitting into the culture. Dating apps are a dance club. Some people go to the dance club and they dance and they're super good at dancing and they attract people's attention. Some people dance and they're not super good at dancing and they attract negative attention. Some people go to the dance club and they don't dance and they don't attract any attention. Right. I don't think there's one culture. I don't think there's one way to do it. Right? That's also a possibility, right? I don't think that exists. But yeah, I think saying, I think using the term playing the game is a little dangerous because to me it like means I mean, an addition say, of disin, being disingenuous. We can say doing the dance, but I think that, I, I think that it goes back to the point you were making earlier the idea of like a lot of people on dating apps have the foodie vibe, right? And are trying to embody the foodie vibe, right? Now. Yeah, I that think is they got really lucky. That, that is yeah. the that is the prevailing culture of dating apps right now. So part of doing the dance for dating apps is doing the foodie thing. Now you report that some people were super good at it and they really connected with you, and some people didn't. I think it might be an intellectual trap to imagine that everyone who connected with you did it because they were 100% genuine or 100% or, like, completely aligned with you in their foodie interests. I think it's fair to imagine that some of them were just good conversationalists and knew yeah. that it's something that you liked and wanted to talk to you about okay. it and made that work, right? And I think that okay. is what I mean when I say doing the dance. Yeah. Okay. It's getting late. Wrapping up. We're two episodes deep now with a third ep- like a, with a good third episode to work through before we actually even get to the content. Apparently. Yeah. So, so uh, to wrap this up, uh, we'll we'll go away. You'll provide uh, my partner here with some details, some pictures, uh, what your profiles currently are, and our next episode we'll be talking about changes that you have made, would like to made, make and explain through your thought process about what, you, what you're doing. Um, depending on how much time we go between episodes, maybe there's a little bit of uh, reflection as well on how things are going, but I think that's probably more even in episode four. We'll take it as it comes, right? And yeah. if we have a great idea for an episode 2.5 between now and then, we'll do that instead. Yeah, I still, I mean, on our agenda, we had a list of Ben thoughts about the setup here, and we never got to that. So so there can be a whole Ben episode at some point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll see you again next time. Don't swipe out. Bye. Don't swipe out. <laughs>